the holding of the Kazari. And he was explaining to us how a Navi would behold Rufnius and see it in terms of something which he could relate to or describe with the metaphor of something physical. So tonight we're going to see Bezashem, the last piece in this whole picture that the Kazaris tried to paint for us, that is how the transfer, as it were, from the spiritual medium to the physical medium which people could be aware of, which people could see or relate to, and then not that they saw spiritual things, that's not possible, but rather they were shown a vision which they used to understand uh, the physical, from the physical martial the spiritual reality. So we're holding towards the end, the last, the last few lines of Ois Gimel, and this print is page 46, and he says, what the Torah calls sometimes the glory of Hashem or the Shekhinah of Hashem is uh, something which is shown to represent the fact that the person is aware that Hashem's presence is here. But sometimes we use the term of Hashem's presence in a way which something which we can see in the world. So, for example, the whole world is full of Hashem's covers. Which means Hashem's Malchus rules over everything. And even though we say that, it's not something we can see. It's not like a Novi could see the revelation of Kod Hashem on top of Harsinai or in the Oil Maid or in the, on the Mizbech, wherever it might have been. Now we're talking about the whole world was the Mokum where Hashem's presence, where Hashem's presence resides. We say Malchus Bakom Mashallah that Hashem's Malchus is Marshall rules of everything. It wasn't something which everybody sees. It's not like something the whole world is aware of. And that's what he says, Akhemis La Yira Akovid Val Malchus. When he says Hashem's Malchus, Hashem's covet is not visible to everybody. It's only to his chosen few. Those who the Navi or those who are on the level to behold it. And therefore, even though the world is full of Hashem's covet, it's not everybody that can see that covet. Now, the truth is that the, it isn't really a question. Because who says the Pasuk Melech Laris It's the Wushir of the Melachim. It's a Kodesh, 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 Hashem's Kodesh, Melech Laris And therefore, a Malach could see that. From the Malach's perspective, where he can see spirituality, so of course, he can see the fact that the whole world is a revelation or is an expression of Kodesh. People can't see that. And therefore, even though we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's, uh, presence is everywhere, but it's not something which is necessarily visible to everybody. But, nevertheless, since we know that uh, the, 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 the reality is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence is everywhere, so even though there are those people who deny it, which he calls Lafikaris, we're going to see in the next line, because they claim they can't see it, it doesn't faze us. Uh, we know it will be inspired to the Pikaris as well, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has a Malchus which exists, and the idea and knowledge of all parts of what people do. In other words, that's something which they, therefore they can't see, and that therefore they, the Pikaris would deny. But, like we said, the, the response there, just like you said in the previous part of the explanation, is that is if the philosophers are going to deny prophecy, 
that doesn't serve us because we have witnesses who, who claim that they saw prophecy. And therefore, you can, we can argue if it's logical or illogical, but you can't argue with the facts. And if we have witnesses who claim to have seen it, then we accept the evidence. And same thing over here. Even if Apikaris is going to deny the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows and sees and is aware of what happens, but once the, there's the, 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 those who were aware of that, who could see Hashem's Malchus everywhere, they could see that uh, Hashem's covered, filled the world, so then those who deny it, so they, they can't see it. They don't have the... They don't have the no, proof to the contrary. It's just a, a lack of the ability to see. Good question. Yeah. Now, being as we aren't Nevi'im, and we can't see that covered ourselves, but we accept that the Nevi'im were aware of it, and the Nevi'im did see the, the cover of the Shem, which is everywhere. So, it's in the category of something we know exists, even if we aren't aware of it. And only do know it exists, but there's a halachic application for that. The difference is not from the fact that the covenant of Hashem fills the world. For example, for example, we know that wherever a person is going to daven Shemona Yisrael, so the halacha is he's in the presence of the Shechina. We can't see that Shechina, we have no tangible awareness of it, but we know it's here. And similarly, the, the Ramah writes at the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, that a person has to act in a way that he's always standing in front of Hashem. And therefore, we, we accept the facts that the, the Hashem's cover, the Hashem's presence is everywhere, is ever-present, even if it's not something we can see ourselves. And the, the argument to those who deny it, because they say, well, we can't see it, we have no evidence of it, is, okay, you don't have the evidence, but there were people who did see it. And if there were people who did see it, so then we trust them. It's a part of the standard of Muna. Right, which is the, always the case. If you have two people, this is a halakhic principle, which I think is universally accepted. And that is, if two people came, we saw something, and two other people came, well, we didn't see it. Well, the fact that you didn't see is not a proof. Unless you're saying, I was in the same place, and I was watching the same thing. But if the fact that well, I never knew about that, that's, that's not evidence. Okay, so you didn't know about it. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. Uh, we accept proof to the, uh, the evidence, to the proof of something, more than the, the fact that someone doubts it because he never saw it. Is that the principle of lawyer in a Right, lawyer in a right. The fact that we didn't see it is not a proof. Okay, you didn't see it. People did and therefore the same thing over here. The, the arguments against to say that well we've never experienced that we don't we've never visualized it. Okay, it doesn't prove anything. You didn't you didn't say it. I just did. And now the, it's uh, it's if you want to marshal for this, if a scientist will come into a room and say by the way in in here just in front of us in the air which we can't all separate us, you should know that there are all kinds of ultraviolet rays and infrared rays and all kinds of other which are Invisible. Invisible. And also, what are you talking about? I can't see anything. So I'll say, okay, you can't see it, but I have the machinery which can. And therefore, the fact that you deny it doesn't mean anything. You you, 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 you can't say they aren't there. You just say, I can't see it. So the Suzori is saying the same thing over here. The, the, to deny Ruchnius isn't to say that it's not there. It's to say, I can't see it. Well, that's not an argument, because if people have said that they could. We're taking it a step further. saying it's a lot. argument is we don't have proof for it, and therefore we can't prove it exists. And we don't see it, so we'll see if it doesn't. And that's not a proof to anything because they're you know in the right. And not only that, he says or We should know that something that in the future everybody will see. Like Pasuk says, finishing the Pasuk he started, that Hashem's covet will be visible and all men all mankind will see that Hashem spoke. that Hashem will rule over the world. Or, oh, like the other says, um, that 
it's not really then when it's in the, in the, in the, in the, the pasuk already says it's my love the heart in margin of aser mashmi yeshuv rashi sarev ayim elitzir malach elakayich which means something what okay, people see and the message clear previous last pasuk he brings kumi ayri kiva ayreich ukvayd Hashem alayich zarech that the kvayd Hashem will shine above you so it will be something which is everybody sees and va'amru goyim rabim v'chuv v'nelchem v'ar lekayakov we're going to we'll go towards the ar which is coming from the, what's shining on the Jewish people, and that's what the Goyim will say. So there'll be something which Kol Basel Yachtav, all people will see. Now the Chiddush of what the Kazari is saying here is, it's not to say that that's going to change. That in the future there will be a Kvod Shemaim in the world which there isn't right now. Really, the Kvod Hashem is always in the world. It's just not visible. And what will happen in the future is it will become known to people, it'll become visible to people, that which is always here. And this is a Chiddush, because the Pashtun is not like this. The Pashtun says that this level of Kvod Shemayim, what he calls all the Gidea of Kvod Hashem in this world, was something which was taken away from the world at the time of the Khurban. In the first place of English, there was that revelation that the Shekhinah was here, which people could see. And then after we lost that, and uh, the Shekhinah retreated from the world and went back to Shemayim, and the Asadot will come back down again. Which means that that's the case, that's why we learn it. And what it means is right now the Shekhinah really isn't here, in that level, to that extent. And it will come back, it will return in the future. Mashaika and the Kazari learns. It's not that the Shekhinah went away. It's just it wasn't revealed. It's here. But it became misapparent. And if that's the case, when the Malachim say, Kodesh, 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 Hashem, Tzvakas, Malachal, Aretz, Kvodai, they're always saying that. Because there's always Malachal, Aretz, Kvodai. Just what changed is it became less apparent to people. So it's not like the Shekhinah left, it's just became the Shekhinah became invisible as it were. And what happened after Lava is not the Shekhinah will come back as much as the Shekhinah will become manifest, will be something which is visible. Which has the first the first one? That's the Pashas of Chazal. The Pashas of Chazal is the Esther Masar is not the Shekhinah. And the Shekhinah moved from the Besam Middash to the Mechim to the Kruv to the Ba'is to the Chaymah to the Midbar and back to Shemayim. That's the Lashon of the Gemara. Which is the Mashmosa is the Shekhinah left. Mashayanka exactly didn't leave. It just wasn't revealed anymore. And because of that, it's here in a, in a sense which we can't sense it so much. But it doesn't mean to say it's not here. It's always here. Is this meant to be a proof to the Gazari? It could be that the fact that the Gazari is saying that it'll become something which in the future will be revealed to everybody lends strength to the fact now that our Imunah, that the Hashem's cover does for the whole world even now. Therefore, we shouldn't distance when the Pesukim talk about it says Amosha that he saw the Tumun of Hashem, which literally means the vision of Hashem. Or the Pasuk which says, Vayir Esurekei Yisrael, talking about the scale in Matar Sinai. It doesn't mean they physically saw something, which was Hashem. You can't see Hashem. But what it means is this concept, and that is that it was shown to them in a way which was it takes it took human form. And what Hashem was trying to show them was a marshal, and the, the, the way he showed it to them was in the Torah of a person, sending the Mason Recover, which he brought before from Yechezkel, which means the Shirkaima means Ke'ilu, we talk about Hashem's different Kaychas in the martial different organs of the body. So we talk about Hashem, the Yara Chazaka, we talk about the Yara Gedoyla, we talk about the Amdu Ragdra, the Yamal Harazesim. It means to give him a Shirkaima, give him like the shape of a person. Not that Hashem has arms and legs and uh, a body, but it's a, re- it's a reference to a Kayach which a person understands in terms of his body. Why? Babu Mashiach, Boy, Meikandis, Meiroi, Benefashis. Because when something becomes more real to a person, then it, it has more of an impact on the person. 
And that is that the fact that therefore something is something which we can conceptualize makes it more real than something which is completely abstract. And the matter of that is that there's more Yashamay. Be more aware of it as reality. So, that, so that's in the, this is really the end point of Okazari's long, long explanation of how Ruchni's world works. And just to sum up the five main points that Kazari said, which we've been learning for quite a few weeks. Just to put it all together. Because those are five points. Number one, Ruchnis is never visible. Because we don't have a physical sense which can pick up Ruchnis. Sense which can pick up Ruchnis. Just like physical senses can't pick up what each, other's, each other's abilities. A person can't see sound waves. A person can't hear smell, whatever it's going to be. So we know that they exist, but they're limited to the sense which has the ability to pick it up. Other senses don't compensate for that. If that's the case, we understand that if there's a spiritual awareness too, the physical senses aren't going to see it. They aren't going to uh, detect it. It's not something which they have the, the ability to do. And therefore, we, we talk about seeing Ruchnis, we're not talking about seeing with one's eyes, we're talking about the Mara Nefesh, which means there's a certain sense of a person's Nefesh through which he can uh, un- understand Ruchnis. That's the first one. And that's how the Nevi'im saw it? That's how the Nevi'im saw Not with the eyes. With the inner cycle, what he calls. Why can't they see with their eyes? Because you can't see spiritual things. Your eyes are physical. Even as a person with a white beard, you still can't Because it was a physical thing. They were seeing a spiritual thing. But now, how do you see spiritual things? So that's the second point that Kuzari says. And that is, spiritual things don't have form that we can describe in terms of size and appearance and color and whatever else it might be. And therefore, what they were talking about, they were shown a description. They were shown a marshal for something in terms that people can understand the marshal. And therefore, since the reference we have is something physical, so the marshal that they were shown was of something physical, which represented something they were meant to understand. And this, because I went into his third point, and said, really, even when you see with our eyes, we're doing that. Because what you see is somebody, you don't see the person and recognize him by his appearance, because that can change over the course of time. Rather, you understand that this person is, is the, 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 the way I, I relate to the person being him, the, the essence of the person, this, this is his body, so this is how I realize it's the same person. And then we can change the way he looks, he can change his clothing, or over the course of time he can change his appearance. But I still know the person. The one is, it's not because of well, that the person is the, the way I see, and therefore if the person changes his appearance, then he shaves his hair, or he grows a beard, whatever it's going to be, it's a different person, it's the same person. The one is just a reference for the person I know is that. And therefore the Ruchnis works the same way. What the Nevim was shown was a reference, so to speak, for what they understood the Kayach was. Then, the next point is, that was the third. The fourth point he talks about Tarikhus is that the, the fact that Nevim were aware of a spiritual reality is a rhyme that it existed and the philosophers of the Apikarsim or everybody else who didn't see it and therefore claim it doesn't exist, it's not, it's not an argument because uh, you, can't argue with, you can't argue with evidence. Um, and then the last point he says is when we talk about Malachim or Kvayed Hashem, so explain each one separately. Malachim is uh, for something which is a messenger, which Hashem has created to do a job, either a steady job or a once-off job. And Kuwait Hashem either means the, the, something which shows us the awareness that Hashem is here, or he said the Kalim that Hashem is using in order to implement what he wants to implement in the world. And that doesn't mean he's not seeing Hashem himself. Kuwait Hashem, or the Malchus Hashem, means that the, Hashem, the person can see that Akkadish Baruch is acting here by what's happening. And even if, uh, okay, so he finishes off, he made it, even if it's a uh, it's not something which, let's say, something which everybody can see, but those who can see it, 
are aware that there's this, uh, that there's a, 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 a indication that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is uh, running the world. For, or his presence is here. From what we see is, is as a symbol of Bar something which doesn't fit into the normal running of the world, something which is miraculous, and that's something which the whole world will see in the future. That there's something that the awareness of Hashem, not that the future everyone will see Hashem, rather they'll see that the presence of Hashem is here, which is uh, which was what the Nevi'im saw too, and it's the last point we saw in the Kazar, and that is that Batman is always here. Hashem's presence is always here. It's just a question of something which is people can perceive or be aware of or not. And it will depend if it will or not. Or in the future, when people get back that push of the first, it's something which everyone will perceive. But really, it was here all along. And then sum up. And therefore, the reason why it's necessary to be able to perceive things in the way which we can describe it in the physical sense is because that's what makes it real to people. Because now it's something which we can relate to much better. But obviously, it's with understanding that this is just the marshal, it's not, it's not the reality. For example, in the Chavit list, where the Chavit Chai is marshal in this, Right? If we're going to talk about the mission of Gavis, which talks about an Ayn Rayan or Ezra Shamas, that uh, you should know that everything you do and everything you say is being seen and is being listened to and is being recorded. So, in the Prophet Khamer said this in his time, we'll say a hundred times more accurately today, that the Khamer said is technology was created to explain to us what that means. What that means. Remember, the Prophet Khamer was talking at a time when they said, like, Real cassettes, so the uh, old old uh, equipment which could uh, record sound, they're right at the beginning. But you see a chiddush, a person says something, and he could have died, but you can play it back and you can hear his voice talking. In the world of the time, that was unbelievable that the thing would exist that you could record a person's voice and replay it. And the Chavit Chaim says, you see, Hashem is showing you, there's always in Shemas, and when you get to Shema and everything is recorded. And Kalvachem today, when there's so many recording devices and everything a person is not even aware of how much is being recorded. That's true. You see, that's Hakadosh uh, Baruch is listening too. He's also recording everything. And the same idea. At the time, I was talking about the old uh, tripod cameras, which could capture the black and white image, which was existed in his time. But today, for sure, the whole world is being like covered by video cameras and you know, private surveillance cameras and satellites and everything else. Everything a person does is being seen. So to say that Hakadosh Baruch has up to date you know, uh, satellites and uh, you know, hidden camera, hidden, hidden recordings everywhere. No, that's not the way Hashem works. But it's a marshal which we can use to understand that, you know, just like a person would be able to do it, we can understand that if Hashem can do it too. And therefore, if you want to install your mind to somebody, and say, listen, there's video cameras everywhere. Everything is being watched. So that, that idea gives a person a sense of better be careful and not being seen on screen. But so Hashem doesn't have video cameras like that, but it's a marshal to the fact that everything you're doing is being watched. Is there any physical manifestation of the spiritual? I was just reading now that the Bible said that. Question on the possible. How would it be uh, that in, people will all be on the level of the beam when it takes a certain kind uh, of self refinement to get to the level of the world? It takes a lot, a lot of work. If a person will just be thrust into the position of a Navi who's not ready for it, then the Shaman is going to leave his body, just like what happened to Kaish and Harsina. And the answer is that's part of the process of the Asilava. The process of Asadavah that Derech Hashem explains right at the beginning of Chedek Arav of Derech Hashem is that people will be elevated to the level that they were meant to be before the Chet. Like by Etzis Mitzrayim, they were taken Just like by Etzis they were yeah, right, they were pulled up to a much higher level. It's the same idea, the Asadavah, the part of the process will be that people will be, will be that the Yetzirah will be taken away from them and therefore they will be brought through a stage, a process 
Which will bring to my child. And I'll be right to get the view. Fashion is not. But even though it says that we're all called Basel Yachtov, that all people will see. So we have to say different levels of people will see. And when it says, B'nibu, B'neichu, B'neichu, the concept of Nebuah doesn't necessarily apply to God. But that's a Kaisra. But the fact that the Goyim will be aware of the fact that there's a Shechina, that the fact that there's a Rech HaKodesh, that's not something new. In the time of the Beis Amish, they were also aware of it. And that's all that's again. Um, you said that in the first Beis Amish, people walk into the Beis Amish, and wherever you look, you saw Kedusha. Yes. What does that mean? Like, what kedusha did they see? They did they have to be on that level? Did they need not be on the level? Like, so again, to be aware that there was ruchnius here, there didn't have to be on the level. Like you mentioned many times, even the goyim who were, who beheld the first place of Mikdash felt the fear of the fact that this, the of the model is even if they couldn't depict exactly what it was, but the, its presence was tangible enough that everyone felt it. Wow. Now, what did the people in the higher? What did they see? So either they saw the onan which means the cloud of the, which was represented by a cloud, or they saw it in the Neret Tamid, which always burns. Didn't that, black, didn't that black their eyesight? Like, you saw it everywhere? It was in front of them, cloudy? It wasn't cloudy like a person's walking into a fog. It was a spiritual cloud. There's a presence of something like Kodesh, which they could feel. But uh, whatever it was, yes, people could experience it. People could feel that. I guess that's, uh, that's uh, the, exp- the exposition of the Kazari. That's when we start with the next line, which is the king's response to him. And it's very interesting, because now the king has gone from the, where he began, before this very long explanation that the Kazari gave us, of asking, of how, do we, how do you relate to Hashem, um, which he asked at the beginning. And so now the Kazari goes, he runs to the other extreme, and the king asks, and I started on our Kazari, if a person in his mind understands that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the, like, the, the ultimate the, the source of all power of the God, and uh, a person has some uh, small conception of some, uh, some small realization of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Yechoyles and Chachma's ability and his knowledge and Meshachom, Itzah, that he's the source of everything, but Tzarech HaKadosh that everybody needs him, Meshachim Lo Yitzarech HaKadosh, he needs no one else, that's already enough. You can't say, that's enough to bring a person to fear Hashem or to want to connect to Him. In other words, why do we need the marshal? You said the point of the marshal, you said the point of the marshal is that that way people can get a, a sense of feeling of the mirror that Takhalish Baruch's presence is here. Why do we need that? If a person in his cycle, his mind understands that the concept of Hashem means uh, the, the, the all powerful, the all knowing, the source of everything, that's enough to bring a person to that sense of realization of Hashem, even if it's not going to be, so to speak, given the marshal of, of something physical or something tangible. Just the, the idea itself, the knowledge itself. It so that's what I'm going to answer, as you will see tomorrow. The Chachal's answer is that your, your question is a very nice question, but the Matthias is not like that. We'll see it tomorrow.